and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of blind monks with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today we are talking about ghost stories. That's not really... Spooky. I mean, it's less like spooky, spooky, uh, and more and more um, Chinese vampires hopping at you until they kill everybody. This podcast is a podcast where we play games in our collections and then we talk about them. That's pretty much it. It's an excuse to try to get through our massive collections of board games. Uh, ghost Stories is a game by Anton Bauza. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. And it's a cooperative game for one to four people where you take on the role of uh, monks trying to protect a village from the evil Wu Feng. Yes. That's a look down. I, I For some reason, I, there's like... Line. Is it Wu Feng or Lu Feng or is that a different game? That's a different game. Lopan? I don't know. Anyway, so the 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 game this this one is a is a two two thousand eight production, I believe. That's what I've got in the back of the box here. Two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen for all versions. So it's a it's on the older side. It's a fully cooperative game where you are just uh, yeah trying to survive long enough to face the incarnation of Wu Feng or <laughs> incarnations, depending on how spicy you want to make it, um, and trying to. Uh, uh, send him back to where he came from. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box. This is the one I actually have and I have unpacked. So, ooh, isn't that, isn't that exciting? Ooh. <laughs> Wu Feng, Lord of the Nine Hells, located the funerary urn containing his ashes. His hordes are already marching on the small Middle Empire village where it is hidden. You are the final bastion of the world of the living. Unite your forces to protect the village and prevent the return of the damned with a thousand faces. Ghost Stories is a cooperative game for one to four players. That's all That's all the uh, exposition you get on this bad boy. The uh, the setup of this game is uh, you get a big ass deck of uh, ghosty boys that you're gonna shuffle up. You're gonna take uh, you're gonna take ten of those cards. You're gonna deal them out into a separate stack, and then you're gonna take however many uh, incarnations of Wu Feng you want to be pounding you throughout the game, and uh, you're gonna be shuffling them so that they're nestled nicely at the bottom of this deck. The goal of the game is to get through all of said ghosty boys to get to all the incarnations of Wu Feng and then kick the shit out of them. Uh, the way the uh, the way the board is set up is that you'll be dealing yourself nine villager tiles and you're going to set them out in a three by three grid, and then you're going to put all of your uh, monks into the middle of the uh, into the middle of the the board there in the middle square, and then you're going to you know you'll you'll have each of you will have your board which has special powers on them uh, powers like the the yellow ranger gets uh, more tokens maybe uh, and uh, you know a little bit more resources the red one can like move a bunch. The blue one gets a shitload of actions. He's just such a busy little guy. And then the green one gets to uh, re-roll dice, which is, you know, it seems not exciting until you roll like dog shit and then you really need it. Um, the way the game plays is that you take turns. Uh, everybody's turn uh, in, in true cooperative game style starts with the game beating the shit out of you uh, by activating all the ghosts that are hanging out on your board. Because there are like three slots on your board where you get to put ghosty boys. And they, they all do something nasty in one way or the other. Um, and, and the first thing that you do is you do whatever their special, like, you know, normal activation 
thing is. So some of those are, they march forward, which is, you know, not a big deal until they get to the end. And then they turn your village token upside down, rendering completely useless. Or they make you roll this die called the curse die, which is filled with one blank spot and the rest of it is an absolute nightmare. Um, other nasty things, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for, like, the activation part of it. Um, once you're done that, you, uh, you figure out, have I been overrun? Which means, do I have space for anything else? And if the answer is no, then you just take a damage and you lose a chi. Uh, and chi is your life, so you don't want to be losing too many of those. Uh, and then the third thing you do is that you grab another ghost and stick it on the board. If it matches your color, you get to put it on your board. If it matches somebody else's color, you put it on their board. If it matches a, if it's if it's just a black card then you you put it on your board if you can and um if you uh if it for some reason doesn't fit on your board uh, well i mean you probably fucked up step two but you you can put it on any board <laughs> basically um as it stands you're just gonna you know the first phase where all the ghosts come out it's just gonna keep you just you're never gonna run out of ghosts let me be honest um, so then you go on to your action phase. And so, uh, it, on your turn, you get to do one move if you want, and then you get to do one action. So starting at the middle tile, you can move in any direction to any connected tile, and then you can either do the action that's on that tile. So all the villager tiles are different, or you can try to perform, you can try to perform an exorcism, which is essentially, uh, rolling a bunch of dice and adding in any uh, Tau tokens, which are in the different colors, uh, adding any of those to the dice rolls. And if you manage to roll, uh, you know, colors in a, in a significant uh, sequence or the, the proper sequence and adding in your tokens, you can get rid of some of the ghosts off your board, which is important because if you don't, then you'll, you'll die. Um, and uh, all the villager tiles are very different, ranging from uh, various abilities like getting more Tau tokens, um, being able to uh, like put down a Tau token and have that color token apply to every ghost out there so it makes it easier to beat up all the ghosts kind of thing or some of the ghosts depending on which color you put down. Uh, resurrecting your, your friends because that can happen a lot. Um, flipping over tiles after they've been haunted. Uh, using the Buddha statues or collecting the Buddha statues which are this like trap that you can put down. So if you know that something bad is coming up in a few turns, you might be able to grab one of the Buddha tokens and then put it down on a slot. And then the next time somebody tries to put a ghost down there, they just up and explode. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff in here. Um, I won't go over too many more of them. Yes. You know, you kind of get the idea. Um, some of the abilities on the villager tokens are more powerful, and so they actually have like side effects, like oh, this this thing you get, you get a chi token, and you get your like special power token back, but you know you got to roll the black die, the curse die, or you get more ghosts or something like that. Um, and yeah, so after you've done your move and your action, and you've either used the villager token or got and gotten rid of some ghosts, or in the case of the the blue monk, both, um, you you pass the turn, and then they you, you start all over again where you get more more ghosts and more bad things happening and and some of the effects that they have are quite nasty and so it's just a a, a race against time i guess kind of um where you're just trying to get rid of ghosts and use the abilities and cooperate so that you can uh you know hold out until you find the incarnations of lufang and then again beat the shit out of him uh usually the incarnations uh, boast some sort of nasty stuff on them themselves there's their their abilities are typically more pumped up than a lot of the abilities 
qualities of the normal ghosts. Uh, so like n- nasty things like, yo, you have to have two of every color. And you're like, but I only have three dice. Oh, well, you hope you're collecting those Tau tokens, bitch. Um, so, and, and the thing with that is that you don't actually know which one that you've put into the deck until you get to them. And then it's like, hey, surprise. I hope you have black tokens on you. Oh, you don't? Cool. I'm here. So anyway, that's the game. Did I miss anything? No. No. I think I think it's I think it's more of a race against your sanity personally, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it's I think the thing that we learned was you're not trying to defeat all the ghosts. That that is crazy making. You're just trying to survive long enough to get to the end and fight off Wu Fang. Um, and uh, that's going to require a lot of luck and uh, hopefully, hopefully some teamwork. Yeah, and in true in true uh, you know cooperative fashion, there there are multiple ways to lose. So if everybody dies, there's no one left to fight the ghosts. In which you're gonna make a bunch of kids do it? Come on, their kids are kids are not good at fighting ghosts. I don't think they are anyway. Uh, oh, hey, I don't think we did this one properly. A third location in the village becomes haunted. So if you, you lose three tiles, you're you're oh shit, you're, yeah, oh we shit, lost. oh we actually <laughs> lost that game. Oh yeah. I, I thought I thought it seemed easy. It was not easy. Oh, I don't know about easy. Yeah, it was but it... still not easy. We like even even though we were rampantly cheating, apparently we we're still just barely holding on. <laughs> All right, I, I guess you know easy air quotes. I forgot about yeah. That's unfortunate. yeah. I mean, the, we we play this like I don't know every like few months, like once once or twice a year, so we tend to forget the rules a lot. Uh, and or number three, the last ghost card in the deck is put into play while the incarnation of Wu Fang has not been exercised yet. The players lose immediately. Uh, so yeah, there are multiple ways to lose and only one way to win. Um, yeah, other interesting things that each of the uh, each of the uh, monks, the Taoists, get uh, powers, and there's like two sides to each board, so you can kind of pick which one you want to do. So that can be fun. Um, they're all different, so there's no like real overlap. Um, Oh, if you, uh, if you, when you start off, you play the initiation mode, which gives you four life, uh, and, uh, there's only one dude in the deck, only one Wu Fang incarnation, and you get some extra tokens to start off with. Lucky you. And if you want to go ahead and play the hell mode, you can start yourself off with three tokens. You stick in four, three or four incarnations of Wu Fang, and then you only get one Tao token, and it has to be in your color, and you also don't get your, like, special token that lets you do stuff. Uh, so, you know, good luck with that. I don't think we've ever really gotten past initiation. It's, this game is fucking hard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't get the yin yang token? If you're playing on hell, you, no, you don't, oh, you don't get it. No, no that, see, it goes initiation, that's, then there's normal, normal mode, which is like the same as initiation mode, except you only start with three chi tokens and you only get a token in each of your color or in your color. Um, nightmare is three chi tokens again, but then that's when you slot in the, uh, extra, extra ghosty boys for Wu Feng there. And then hell mode is like all that stuff. And you only get one token and you don't get your special power. Uh, the special power basically being like a freebie use of a village token or village, uh, tile, which is extremely handy, uh, when, when you're off on the other side of the map and you need to use something that's like in the top right hand corner or whatever, and you just can't make it there. Um, I think there's a couple other things you can do with the, uh, yin yang tokens. Um, 
no, maybe maybe not. Well, it's 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 not. It's, I think you can flip over a tile if it's been haunted. Right. Yeah. So so there's all these things. Um, other interesting things is like if you are in the same space as another Taoist, you guys can share tokens. Um, so you can sort of uh, help each other out in that way. Um, uh, another interesting interaction is because the thing is a three by three grid. There's some like the corners get two ghosts on them sometimes, and if you happen to roll like the right uh, collection of colors uh, for both ghosts, you can actually like kill both of them. So um, you try to like when you're putting your your ghosts down on your board, you get to choose where they go, and so you're trying to like work with your team to try to you know get them in a way where you can. And hopefully get a, a two for one uh for lack of a better term on the on the like corners and like leave the really easy ones for the middle and stuff like that but i mean it in my experience it just ends up being a goddamn mess and everyone's everywhere and things are getting haunted and exploding all over the place so uh you know best laid plans and all that uh i like this game i think it's a lot of fun um it's the kind of like co-op uh co-op frustration where everybody's sort of sitting there just like grinding through this puzzle trying to decide what the next thing to do is and just having a having a good time just getting the absolute shit kicked out of you over and over and over and over i think we played this like nine times before we beat the stupid thing once on initiation mode uh so that is a uh, oh man i think it's a lot more than that that is a that is a <laughs> testament to either its quality or our like level of stubbornness uh for this thing <laughs> yes the difficulty of this game is right where I like it. Just, just right in the ball kicking machine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just makes you. It just you bring in that it, sack. It of feels quarters. like you. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like you. You earned that victory. Doesn't hold any punches. This is the kind of game that does like if you're the kind of person where you like to hold on to your resources. Not this is not not good. Um, because I think that's one of the things that we found very quickly was that um, if you're trying to hold on to uh, having all of your chi or trying to hold on to your yin yang until you quote unquote really need it, well, if you're doing that, uh, you're dead before you get to use it. <laughs> Often, yeah. The proper time to use that token was three turns ago. I I think I ended up using mine turn one yeah i it's one of those things where you just you have to be you kind of have to be a little more loose and a little more risky with those high value um resources where i find that a lot of games um are are built in a way that they try to encourage you to hold on to them for as long as possible and there's a benefit to uh to being able to hold on to it whereas this game just i it, it just doesn't work that way. It's the complete opposite. It, you kind of you get punished for holding on to it. Yeah. And I think that that was the biggest. I think that. <laughs> and, I, and I. So Thomas, Justin and myself played this game literally, I think, probably three times, four times back to back for uh, like per day for I probably a good five weeks. Um, when Adam was in Vancouver, what we would do is, you know, we'd, we'd play a game and then we'd be done that and we'd pull out ghost stories and try to figure it out. And it honestly, we never won the game until it was this like, cause it's, it's kind of Justin's. I mean, I, I understand why Justin says that he really likes this. Like this is kind of in that wheelhouse for him because it is very much 
um, I feel like Justin's kind of the one that is a little more, you know, loose and, and reckless. And I say reckless with all the endearment in the world. <laughs> no, that that's accurate. Uh, loose and reckless with, with those types of resources. And so it literally took like weeks on end. And then finally, Justin was like, okay, like this, I think the only way that we are going to win this is if we actually try to just really utilize those, uh, those uh, yin yang tokens and all that kind of stuff. And, and you really do get punished. Like the black die that comes with ghosts, um, you roll that, it takes all your tokens away from you. So if you're sitting there and you're trying to, um, make it so that you can, um, take, take one of the ghosts or kill one of the ghosts on your own. I mean, you're kind of asking for the black die to take all your tokens away from you. Like there's all these very punishing situations, um, that it's, it's, it's just very opposite thought process of a lot of other games. Yeah. And in that same vein, I think a lot of other co-op games, Pandemic in particular, you're you're kind of acting in something like Pandemic to eliminate all the disease. You know, you target the hotspots, but you're you're trying to eliminate the whole thing. Whereas in this game, you're you don't have enough time to fight off all the ghosts. Some of them you just have to let sit there, and you know that guy. That's that's just where he lives now. Just let him be, <laughs> and hopefully it won't be too much of a problem. Every once in a while, there's a few ghosts that you know kind of have to be dealt with right away. Is either they're going to hop onto the square and haunt that square, making it unusable, and one step closer to losing the game, or they're going to do something nasty like lock away a dice for everybody, or they won't allow you to use tau tokens at all. And those are kind of things that everyone has to come together, take that guy on right away, and then get back onto, you know, putting out a couple of the fires uh, before the whole place burns down. But it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's, I like how hard it is and how it makes you have to sort of think differently than a lot of other board games um, and co-op board games because, because of that not being able to, you know, win the way you think you might have to. It's more a game of survival, not of, you know, victory. Yeah, I mean, you're you're only ever getting, like, you're never really getting any stronger as you go. Like, this idea of trying to, like, beef yourself up to fight the final boss, like... They just they just show up at the worst time and they're usually worse than everyone else. Like three this this one, the dark mistress is like you have to roll three blues because the thing is that they just they stop letting you use tau tokens. And I mean, if you if you have this incarnation and you've also got a couple of the other ghosties that have showed up and like lock out your dice like what do you like i don't know what to do what what am i supposed to do now just got to use that square that lets you just blow up ghosts for in exchange for your life yeah and i mean that's one of the things is sometimes it's everything everything that shows up is a a risk reward scenario where it's like i could maybe roll enough dice to kill that and you know or or i could just you know sacrifice a little bit of my life and just destroy it and then we don't have to worry about it i mean i'm one step closer to dying but that's fine that's probably won't come into play ever (laughs) someone can bring me back to life no big deal just go to the graveyard that's right yeah just spend your entire turn bringing me back to life that's why you need the blue guy because he has extra actions he can bring multiple people back to life (laughs) and he did ask me how i know (laughs) yes of course that also means that multiple people are dead which is also probably a bad sign not great correct not great correct yeah not ideal i think 
Yeah. But I think sometimes you have to utilize that, right? Yeah. Like, I think you have to, you have to know that you're going to die doing whatever it is that you need to do for the greater good, right? Like, it's a, it's that self-sacrificial. Oh, definitely. Garbage, right? And it's. <laughs> garbage. Kind <of> determining... <laughs> what? That self-sacrificial garbage. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's times for it, I guess. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> But no, like it's it very much is one of those things where you're you're put in a position where you you have to kind of pay attention to to whose turn is it and um, who's going to end up going next. Like there was a point when um, I oh I died and Justin was basically right after me and he had the opportunity to bring me back to life and it but it doesn't make any sense right like it's why would you do that when I mean. I'm not going to be able to go for another three turns. So, you know, you're you're better off kind of leaving somebody dead until the last possible minute kind of thing, which is not nice to say. But, <laughs> you know, again, it's it's a very like it's a very opposite way of, of thinking about things and really being, quote unquote, OK with somebody being dead. I mean, there are advantages. <laughs> yeah. I I think that exact turn is I I had one health left and I knew I was about to die but I knew that if I just went to this one other square and killed myself in order to kill a ghost on Tom's board then at least he would have a turn and I was hoping Adam would come and save us which you know he did so it all worked out in the end yeah for sure and that's I you know a big big part of this game is that if you're if you're the kind of person where you you're kind of good thinking outside the box and you're you're willing and i say willing uh to to really kind of take that perspective on then this is a really good game i'm do not understand how it's possible that we cannot get past the like kid gloves level beginner mode game yeah yeah (laughs) it's i i it's beyond me but i mean obviously there's there's got to be people who can accomplish the much like more extensive version. And I kind of start to wonder if maybe that's a number of players issue. Um, uh, well, I think you're, I, you're always using four players. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but uh, they, you, I think you get um, these tokens that allow you to activate the other players, but I think their boards are always there um, because of the colors. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think their boards always have to be there. Yeah. I think that it's just the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I could be entirely, entirely incorrect. I don't know either i I, i've only played it with four trying to remember how we played it as a three-player game did we well we did because the three of us played it for a really long time until adam came back from vancouver yes so i like i think the way that works is that you get a neutral power token and so sometimes you can use those to activate the powers of the other guys but i don't know um yeah it's been a while since i played with the neutral stuff neutral neutral boards they, but you you still do yeah. like all the stuff. Uh, you 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 basically use them to create ghosts and then nothing else. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Jeez, what? <laughs> what a nightmare. Uh, sorry. The import the phase three is okay. Never perform for a new. So so the 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 you always have the boards out for even when you're you always have all four boards out. Um, and you you use the the neutral boards just to put ghosts on, but they don't really get a turn. So their their turn is essentially like the first two parts of the ghosty phase, which is like 
is this, you know, activate all the ghosts. So, you know, roll a die and move one of the ghosts forward and then whatever. And then if the board's overrun, then they, then that neutral character loses a life and they only get like three chi tokens or something, but they don't add, they don't add more, uh, ghosts and they don't actually do their turn. So. Okay. That's an interesting balance. That's a very, yeah, I, f- I find that a very interesting way of, of making it not worse and not better. <laughs> yeah, kind of maintaining that difficulty. Yeah, I find it, that's very interesting. This is, it's pretty much, yeah, every, every time your turn comes up, it's a ghost is going to show up. Maybe more than one, but always at least one ghost. So if you can't kill one ghost every round, you're just one step closer to being overrun. Yuck. I mean, if you're playing with Adam, then you're guaranteed to have more than one ghost. Look, I was was doing real well, okay? I was summoning two, three ghosts a turn <laughs> that, that's how you that's how you win right well, yeah, yeah he, he was hunting for Wu Fang that's right I was summoning the most ghosts to get Wu Fang to show up quicker yes yeah, that's yeah. one way to look at it sure <laughs> I also I I think one thing that I also love about the first couple times you play this game is just like reading the names of some of the monsters like and looking at the art yeah the art the art's pretty rad but like some of them are some of them are like pretty normal like walking corpse it's like what is it's a a walking corpse there's the hopping vampire which is like apparently there's like Chinese vampires hop which I've I've never I've never seen in film but sounds hilarious I don't know why they why why it's supposed (laughs) to be scary or the like just the name of this one drives me crazy sticky feet oh you like that just everybody Uh, hates sounds like they've been at a dingy like nightclub <laughs> at closing time you know oh, like oh, yeah oh they've yep. been there they went to nanta that's what you're telling me <laughs> oh. oh i'm thinking like old hotel room oh like wow carpet <laughs> carpet's like <laughs> oh god Ooh. your feet like stick oh, no i've never had a sticky carpet oh god really yeah oh i totally have oh oh, oh well, consider yourself uh lucky enjoyable. i guess yeah oof Sticky feet. Gross. Sticky feet. Isn't there another one which is just, it's something like long-nailed maidens? Oh, yeah. Ew. <clears throat> Hold on, I'll see if I can quickly find find that one. Just like, Let is me that, see if is I that can scary? find nightmare for you. Sharp, Depends on how into long nails you are. Sharp-nailed mistress. Mistresses? Oh, sharp. Sharp-nailed <laughs> mistresses. Oh. The art on this one is actually different from, oh, there's two two sharp-nailed mistresses. One, there. <laughs> Mistress just, one, one just summons <laughs> a herd. Yeah, a herd, a herd of sharp-tailed mistresses. Yeah, uh, and one actually has like super long nails, and the other ones are just like hanging out in a pool. I don't know, but they're like faces half covered. I don't know. I don't and then know. there's like the rotting blob. Yeah, there's, like, uh, there's just oh. a lot of this. Oh, man, so it's a lot of these are pretty nasty. The great, put- great I, putrid. Ugh. I mean, yep, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of this, like a lot of the the monsters in that, are taken from Chinese horror films i'm i'm only guessing here i honestly don't have a clue but just going off of hopping vampires which i know is a bit of a a chinese horror film trope it it just there's some interesting stuff here that if you if you are you know like like if if you're not aware of what's going on and then all of a sudden you get hit with boom check out these wicked hopping vampires and you're like what 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 it it can come off as a little odd, but I mean, all in all, it's it's good. It's an interesting game. It um, like it it's tough, and it's it's weird to me because it all like it's 
it's tougher than nearly I can't think of a board game that's more difficult that I've ever that I've played, you know, more difficult than this one as a team game. Like it just it just seems like like this is Dark Souls the board game. <laughs> and I do know there is a Dark Souls board game and I've heard that that's incredibly tough too, but that's what this kind of reminds me of. I think the thing to note about that is that it's 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 a well-functioning board game that is very difficult. So I think the other board games that I would say are nearly impossible, they're nearly impossible because they're not their mechanisms are not made correctly. Do you know what I mean? Like they like don't it's not fit. well tuned. Yeah, like the, they just don't they don't fit that game well. And so it makes it nearly impossible because it's just yeah, like it's it's there's it's not fun, not enjoyable. This is like this is very well made and it's and it is a game that you're you can very easily look at and say I I don't understand why we're not winning because it really should not be that difficult and it's it's that like extreme level of sudoku right like it it is it is very possible to do you just have to find the right way to do it and there's other games that just don't like I mean, you're you're basing it on, um, yeah, just other poor mechanisms. And so this is a very good game that is very hard. And I think that that's a, a notable difference that needs to be kind of brought up because I, you know, you could have a completely garbage game and that's because it's super difficult and you just can't get past it. Whereas this one's just, it, it doesn't fit that, uh, that thought, right? Like it's, it is very well done. Yeah, it's kind of like it's crafted to be hard, not hard because it wasn't well crafted. Right. Right. Now, if you try any of the expansions, which add in things like Cursed Children or the Catacombs, I don't know. Cursed Children? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Why? Why? Because it wasn't hard enough. Yeah, like yeah. If you if you're if you're like, oh man, this ball kicking machine just isn't hitting hard enough. Let's go get some some more. Let's let's really amp this up. Like, let's go get some expansions for this bad boy. There's like according to according to the tabletop mod we we played. Like, there's at least two, three other expansions you can grab to uh to really enhance your uh your ball kicking machine. Um, we did we didn't delve into those because honestly like i'm pretty satisfied with the base game it is like hard enough that i that i don't really feel like man i really wish this was more complicated like i'm I'm already (laughs) having a hard time keeping all the rules intact without adding shit like cursed children and like more tiles and stuff cursed children there is a what the fuck I'm very curious if the if the expansions actually potentially make it slightly easier. I have heard that one or two of them do a little, um, but I haven't played them to test it for sure. Yeah, because I feel like this is, and I, and I I mean I don't mean it rudely by any stretch of the imagination, but I this this game is the is a very niche pinhole, right? There's only so many people, like Thomas said, that like to have a ball-crushing machine. Oh, ball-crushing machine. Oh. Well, it's, yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah. It, it feels great when it stops. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's only so many people that really enjoy that kind of game, right? Where it's like pure punishment the entire way. So I feel like there has to be uh, kind of just for the company's sake, I feel like they're, they almost had to release some sort of mechanism to make it at least mildly easier. Um, it's either that or us as a group are, we're just, I don't know, ultimately inept at this kind of game. I don't know. I, which I have a hard time believing. It can be both. We're a flock of masochists that are also just bad at board games i mean that's probably probably not far off there it is we we figured it we've we've cracked the code <laughs> yeah we're just bad at this turns out yeah i wouldn't be shocked been doing everything wrong the whole time yeah exactly this game's not hard at all i mean let's be honest i think the number of times we've played this game and we've screwed something up to actually make it easier for sure is very high yeah so yeah i think that's that's kind of like my only real uh, knock against it is that like it's pretty complicated you know there's a there's a lot going on and so it's not for the the faint of heart to try to keep all these things intact i mean like you said i think we played this five weeks in a row or something and every time that we got close to finishing the game in a positive way like we look back and we're like oh we we fucked that up like we fucked that rule just right up you know, or, where we lost yeah. three turns ago. Yeah. Or we forgot we we weren't pulling ghosts or losing chi at the right time or something like that. So yeah. there's a lot going on. And like, unfortunately, the tabletop simulator mod that we played also didn't help at all. Like sometimes, you know, these things are scripted and they know they have a little bit of AI built into them and stuff like that. And this one just just like, oh, here's all the components. They're scattered everywhere. Have fun. I'm like, oh, OK, thanks. Because, uh, yeah, this one <laughs> there was also. Yeah, this one doesn't have a real digital presence it is on I- ios only like it's only on the app store which is like oh i mean really yeah it's very odd it's like play, strange play it on your ipad i was like mm, no uh so we couldn't <laughs> even play a, a version of this that had like you know good bells and whistles and stuff so you can add that onto the pile along with viticulture as games that probably need a bit of a revamp or a revisit digitally um true I'm really surprised that they put the money into making this a digital game. Well, they did, but only for exactly. iOS. It seems, mm. yeah, you're only targeting like, I don't know, like a half of phone users. I, yeah, I mean, it is. I, you're right. It is. I mean, it is probably a higher percentage than anything else. But if you think about games that are, you know, very popular and very kind of not mainstream, but I mean, of the hobby board game style that are kind of on the on the better known end, there's a lot of them that they don't enter into the into the, you know, handheld or digital world. So I'm just, I'm just surprised. That's just a straight up me thing. That's true. Yeah. There, there is the option for playing this like solo because you can do it solo. Um, And I think that might be where, you know, the app might be good is that you're just playing it on your tablet or whatever while you're on a plane or something, but um, nothing like solo ball crushing. (laughs) Oh God. What a (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you have maybe like AI playing with you, oh. <laughs> then you can oh, see what they're that. doing and be like, "Oh, this is what I should be doing." Oh get, shit! Get some that's tricks. how I'm supposed get to play that game. The, uh, I'm not supposed to just be rushing at these guys, huh? Weird. Um, or you're just yelling at or the AI. AI's program poorly, and then yeah. you know what are you and you're doing? Really hamstrung Stop. by it all. Constantly going into the middle and killing itself, yeah. Yeah, I that that kind of makes me very curious, so. Um, interestingly as well, I think it was redone, re-implemented in 2019 as a game called Last Bastion, 
which is like a um, a fantasy themed version of this. So um, yeah, I I mean, as we were trying to play, uh, Justin's brother was busy yammering at him about how <laughs> that one didn't do so well. But I have no I have no uh, real comment on it other than yeah, it was re-implemented pretty recently. Like I I don't know what they could have done to like mess the experience up because it just seems like it would be a pretty straight up and down like instead of a uh, you know Chinese spirit lich guy it would be like a dragon or some shit doesn't seem like there'd be yeah. too much to transpose there so uh yeah You'd, yeah you would think it's just a reskin right just i think it kind of throw is. a different flavor on it but in true form i didn't do any research so who knows yes this mm. is all uh hearsay it's all based on justin's brother you know i find it uh the whole reskinning thing to me is actually really funny because i think they're in all honesty and i could be entirely kind of off on this but i feel like there's really only one game that has been able to massively capitalize on reskins and that's monopoly like <laughs> there's i there's got to be hundreds of versions of monopoly in every way shape or form do you know yeah. what i mean yeah and they're, I think, the only ones that have ever, you know, really, really been able to mo- monopolize on it to the point where it was, like, excessively worth it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can imagine that code names is probably not bad because you get your, like, your thematic versions and stuff like that. But, yeah, I... I I mean, nobody nobody has done it like Monopoly has. That's They've really like, monopolized really... the neighborhood. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but on, on a serious note, yeah, it... I do think that a uh, when a game does get a re-implementation because it's been out of print or it just doesn't sell anymore, it's usually a good sign that that is a good game or a good system um, because the publisher and everybody would, would not do it if it didn't sell well originally. True. Yeah, for sure. It just seems, I don't know, it seems strange to go like the generic fantasy route. Um, yeah. Like, I would have almost, like, suggested just to make the art really, like, just really lean into how gnarly it is. Uh, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, get some of the people that, I don't know, made art for Akira or something. Just, like, let them go buck wild and just make <laughs> it really fucking creepy. Uh, but, anyway, I don't maybe I'm completely off on that. Honestly, I don't know how, how well Last Bastion did. I don't know. I'm sure it's, like, mostly the same game. So, it's probably fine. You know, right, right in if... If you know, I mean, you yeah. always and and tweet I ads. I don't even know if this is still in print. So I'm almost curious if the the success part of the success of this game was the that like the theme, right? Because and I mean, I could be entirely incorrect, but how many games are there based on like Chinese creepy folklore? Uh, mm, so, I don't know. I mean, that might be part of the success, right? Like, that's pretty niche. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for different thematic elements, like, I can't think of any. Like, the closest thing to having Chinese characters on it is, like, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong, and that's, like, not not anything what you're talking about. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> like, it just happened to have Chinese characters on them, so. Yeah, no, that's a... It's a yeah, I think, I think that's what I'm... That's what I'm also saying is like I probably would have just said like let's just revamp the art and maybe make it a little bit more yeah more with the times I guess I don't know get that old timey sticky feet out of here get out of here sticky feet go watch those things god damn it like Jesus 
it also just seems weird that you'd even try to like freshen like mess with it too much at all like you've already got all this stuff just like reprint the damn thing anyway whatever again we don't actually know what it's like maybe they changed a whole bunch of stuff maybe yeah but as for ghost stories a review of said stories um weird name by the way like out of anything it's a it's a game about you know yeah it's not ghosts (laughs) monks trying to fight off the incarnation of the devil like essentially and it's like ghost stories like you couldn't have bust out a thesaurus for that one huh but anyway uh great game i like it i you know we play it quite often compared to a lot of things don't mind that it just is punishingly hard a lot of the times um i think it's great um for my review uh or my my score on a scale of will i keep it or will i get rid of it this guy's already seen a lot of play i will not be getting rid of it i like it um if you have a chance to play it or pick it up secondhand i guess if it's not in print like i recommend giving it a shot it's uh it's, it's a great one to play especially if you like just you know a really hard game that uh you can play with your friends and isn't you know i love co-op games and this definitely hits the spot a lot of the times for just getting together and trying to work with your friends and hashing through a puzzle uh and trying to like beat up a demon um great great stuff i love it uh justin hey uh i'm trying to stay on that hole uh would i throw it out if i had it i don't have it unfortunately uh but i have had a lot of fun playing it it's one of those games that is kind of really fits into you know losing is fun and i like that because every time we lost i just made me think about okay what what can we try differently how how can we approach this puzzle from another way it, it makes you think every time even as you know your shit's getting kicked in and i i like that it wasn't it's i, I mean for me i didn't find it to be frustratingly difficult um which I don't enjoy, but it's just that nice sweet spot. And I like that in a co-op game because you're all kind of suffering together and trying to figure out how to get out of this together. And it causes a lot of discussions and different ideas about what's the best way to approach this at any one time. Um, And yeah, it's great. I I really like it. And you should too. Um, It's an easy game, I think, to recommend to pick up if you enjoy a good co-op experience. Uh, Just with that caveat of it is hard. And um, if your aim of the game is to win, this might not be the game for you. It might frustrate you before you uh, get the enjoyment out of it that I think you should. But um, yeah, I don't own it. But if I see it somewhere, I'll I'll probably pick it up. And so should you. How about you, Debbie? So for me, um, I give this game a four out of five. And if you're um, if you're an experienced gamer or you're really into puzzles, then this would probably start to push the you know, the five out of five area. Um, this game is very frustrating to me, but that frustration is kind of what drives me to want to do it again. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a very it's very interesting to me because I'm I'm not typically the kind of person that likes to play games that um feel impossible. Like I distinctly remember playing certain um I don't know, like legacy games and things like that where you you get to the point where you're just like, wow, there's no way to win this. And I typically don't enjoy that, but there's something about this game that really does kind of tweak that that just that puzzle in me. And I don't like, yeah, I don't I don't 
know how to explain it. Um, it is, I think my caveat for this is it is not appropriate for children. Uh, I don't know if there's an age range on this. I don't know anything like that, but I do not feel like <laughs> this is the kind of game that, you know, um, visually or thematically should be in that younger child range. Um, it is creepy. I, to, to be entirely blunt. Um, and in some ways disturbing. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's like folklore. That's kind of, it is what it is, right? But um, I can see a lot of kind of North American parents looking at this game and being like, yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, like Thomas said, the name Ghost Stories is a little misleading. They're not ghosts. They are really creepy, disgusting Sticky feet. This ain't no yeah, Casper. I, incarnations of of the devil. Like, I, there's nothing soft about this game. So that's. I think that's my probably my biggest caveat to this is that it it is. You know, I don't think, and that's just a personal opinion. I just don't think that this is the most appropriate game for for the younger crowd. Um, but I mean, to each their own. So, um, yeah. I, if you like the punishment, then this is. I this really is kind of the best game for it. Um, but for for most people, I'd say that this is the kind of game where if you get the opportunity to try to play it, um, do it because you might be like me where it's not something that you would expect to enjoy. Um, but for some reason it, it just really kind of, I was going to say tickles my fancy and then I'd get made fun of by the three guys. Um, we would never make fun of you. What? Never. Uh, I don't know. It just pushes the right buttons and I don't know what those buttons are. So it's the best I got for you. Uh, Adam, what about you? If if I can step in quickly before Mm -hmm. I forget. So it, it oh, okay. It, it, it recommends age 12 and up. Oh. And well, I think 12 might even be a touch on the what? young side for some of this. Maybe. I think so. It, it kind of reminds me of like old fairy tales where it's kind of about a witch stealing you away if you leave the village at night and eating you true, rather than what true, you think of maybe true, nowadays true. about, a, oh, a fairy tale. That'll be nice. Yeah, I think it's I, generationally, I think that this I think that's probably why I bring up that caveat is because I think if we were talking about our generation of children, maybe it would be a little more appropriate just because I think and I hate to say this, I think we were a little less sheltered. Um, but I think today's children, um, this is, I think, a little more shocking. And I think it's not very mainstream. And so I think that's probably why I bring it up. I mean, I read that a five-year-old beat Bloodborne the other day, so. A five-year-old beat Bloodborne? What the heck? That's wild. I mean, kudos. Man, I think I still haven't beaten the last boss of Bloodborne. Not, not to mention, not to mention, like it's that that game is terrifying. I don't like. I still have nightmares about some of that stuff. Anyway, true, yeah, true, I, true. Yeah. For me, um, I, yeah, I like I like the game. I think it's fun. I enjoy playing it. I know yesterday while we were playing it, you know, Debbie made mention of, oh, we should go out and find a copy of this, and I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, you know, like I. D- I don't know that, you know, I necessarily feel the need to pick up a copy. I don't know that I would really want to play this solo or two players or something like that, but that's just not me. 
Um, that was fairly sarcastic. Fairly oh, sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay. I wouldn't Sorry, play this the, outside the, the of satire. Got lost on me for yeah. one reason or another. I think outside of Justin and Thomas, I do not see that I would enjoy this game or play this game with anyone else. Truly, I agree. I I full on agree with that. Yeah, it's this game. This game for me is like a it's a it's a seven and a half. I mean, it's a game that I enjoy playing um, sparingly. I know Tom had said that we play it probably a couple times a year. Um, and that's that's just a that's just a real nice sweet spot for me. I enjoy playing it, but I can see how it would get to the point where it's like I'm done I'm done get having my balls kicked in for a while. Like, you know, please mistress make it stop, whatever the safe word happens to be. Like this is just you know, it there there just comes a point where it's like, okay, you know, we I I've I've got what I need out of this. Oof, as weird as that comes across. Good lord. Uh, but I've got what I need out of this. So it can just kind of go back away for a while. It's it's yeah, it's a seven and a half. It's a good game. You need to find a good group to play it with because I think that the group is part of what makes the fun. You need to be interested in puzzles and yeah, and definitely not for children. That that's that's kind of my takeaways from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great game if you want to just be like, yeah, punished, <laughs> punished for like an hour or two. <laughs> oh man! But maybe we're wrong, and if we're wrong, you can tell us. Uh, you can get in contact with us at CGS Podcast on Twitter and tell us how wrong we are. You can tell us maybe Last Bastion's really good, and you know Justin's brother just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Although I don't think he made any real judgment call. He just said like, I don't know that game did very well that's yeah, probably it's probably fine i looked it up it looks pretty much the same except you get like different <laughs> instead of like two sides of a mat you like pick a little mini and then you get to like be an elf or something and they have like different powers Ooh. and stuff so it's it looks like it's a little bit different uh maybe not less like a straight ripoff uh anyway thank you again so much for listening um if you want to share this around that would be great uh if you want to uh, contact us uh, again, CGS Podcast on Twitter, uh, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com through the old-timey email. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Team Rage Tom, or you can, you know, email that email thing and Debbie will forward it on to me, maybe, if you don't try to hurt my feelings too much. Uh, Justin, you got anything? Hey, if you uh, want to get a hold of me and tell me your favorite ghost story about ghost stories, uh, you can find me on Twitter at... Don't trust Justin. I'm looking forward to hearing it. How about you, Adam? If you're looking to get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win. Uh, we are kicking up with some, uh, speaking of scary games, we're kicking up on some Subnautica Below Zero, which is just released. And um, by the way, I. Spoiler alert, I don't do super well with horror games, so come watch me jump out of my chair, I guess. Boo. Uh, Debbie, what do you got? So, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on the old Twitter, you're probably going to, or no, not the Twitter, on the Instagram, you're probably going to see nothing other than my little, my little Bronxy boy, my little puppy. But, I mean, hey, if that's what you want to see, you're good to Frenchies, then there you go, you can see some Frenchies. 
Uh, but as Tom mentioned, you guys can get us as a group, uh, not only on email, you can get us at Twitter on Twitter as well at CGS podcast. We love hearing from you guys. Um, always good to, to hear your feedback and, um, you know, we're always looking for ways to make this better. We're not only here for ourselves, we're here for you guys too. And so we've, you know, love to hear any good constructive feedback you guys have for us. Um, yeah, then that's it. I'm not used to saying the last thing, so uh, toodles. <laughs> and that's a wrap, everyone. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.